0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fruitful. I'm your host, Zach Huddleston, and I'm so happy to have you here with me through this journey in fruit. Today's episode, we're going to have apricots, maybe apricots. I'm going to go with apricots. And my good friend, Brandon Barrick, is going to be my guest. Uh, Brandon and I have known each other for, oh, 15 years or something like that. I met him in my very first improv class, and I'm still performing on a weekly or semi-weekly basis with Brandon so many years later. We were roommates for a long period of time, and we've been the best of buds during that entire tenure. He's um, my go-to writing partner, creative collaborator, and uh, partner in crime. So hopefully that level of chemistry and and um investment in our relationship is evident in the dumb bits that we're going to do in this episode. And then of course, the real star of this episode is the apricot itself. And maybe you're confused. It's not the most common fruit. They're the little orange guys that look like a baby peach. They're about the size of a plum. Uh, they have a consistently orange or light orange, yellowish flesh and that, that little bit of fuzz that you see on a peach. Uh, they're a droop. They're in the droop family, like peaches, nectarines, and plums. And that's because they got those big old pits on the inside. And in fact, you can crossbreed a lot of those species. We'll be, We'll have more about that later. And in fact, in the middle of the episode, I'm going to come back and drop all kinds of more apricot knowledge on you about their origins and their nutritional value and all that kind of fun stuff. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to come back and have some corrections, some follow-ups, and some juicy, juicy Trader Joe's secrets. That's right. Trader Joe's, the grocery chain secrets. Also, just to let you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, this is the fifth of six episodes in the first season of The Fruitful Podcast. I recorded kind of six episodes basically before I'd released any of them. I learned a lot. My guests were so lovely and wonderful. And based on the feedback I've gotten from a lot of you wonderful people and kind of just the process of putting out those six episodes, I'm going to change some things up in the, the second season. In the second season, Um, you don't have to wait. It's not like game of Thrones where you have to wait 18 months or something like that in between seasons. It'll be just the week after the season ends, but it's just allowing me to kind of have a a hard clean break where I can uh, retool a little bit and pump out that fresh new product, baby. Okay. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll like the new season better. I hope you will. Maybe you'll hate it. And uh, in that case, either way, send me some feedback. Fruitfulpodcast at gmail.com. Still waiting on the first fan email. Uh, boy, the anticipation build, it's going to be a doozy, but enough of that. Let's get to the podcast. Let's get to Apricots and to Brandon Barrick and let's get to some fruitful conversation. Love you guys. Okay. Uh, but I always like to ask about people's relationship to fruit. Okay. what What is your relationship mm-hmm. to fruit?
1: Uh I, I think I think I have a good relationship to mm. fruit. I grew up in South Florida, so a lot of citrus. Mm. Uh my grandfather had property down there and he grew his own citrus trees and he actually grafted uh a citrus tree that was like a mix of like grapefruit, tangerine, and orange. It's basically like a big tangerine that was very easy to peel, wow. big pieces, and like really good. So I love like fresh citrus. Living in California now, I don't think the citrus is as good as Florida. It's much sweeter in Florida. I don't know if that's, like, the the climate or the ocean air or whatever. I don't know. But, like, Florida sage is very good. So, I love that. And then my other side of the family, they have a farm in Kentucky. uh, And they grow – it's not a – it was a dairy farm. It still is a dairy farm, I guess. But, like, they also have, like, a small garden. So, they grow a lot of stuff. But their stuff was more like berries. Like, a lot of berries. You know, there were wild berries you could eat in Kentucky, too. Um, But, like, you know, they would grow strawberries. Um, uh, They had an apple tree that made, like, really – really small mushy apples not very good apples but like uh they had another fruit tree that was very good uh i think a plum tree uh make very good plums and so and then kentucky they were making jams and jellies all the time at preservatives out of this fresh uh fruit so like i'm a i'm a big fruit fan um the only fruit i don't really like is a mango
0: you don't like mangoes. No, I don't like a mango. What's your problem with mangoes? I
1: think, and this is another, uh, we had a big mango tree in our backyard uh, in Florida, and they would, it was too big. I don't think the mangoes were really good anyways, mm. but they would all fall off and rot, and you would step Stank. on one, and it smelled so bad. Oh, yeah. I think a fresh mango to me smells like a, a rotten mango, because
0: mm. I don't know. I just you don't have like that the mango. Memory. Yeah. They also, I mean, they have a they have a like a pungent ripeness. Yeah. Yeah. This is not my thing. It's funny. My my mom who grew up in Fort Lauderdale, they had like, I think like multiple mango trees in their yard. And like she is not like she kind of kind of enjoys mangoes, but has like a lot of traumatic memories of like, yeah, maybe either stepping in them being hit with one, yeah, th- thrown by her brother, or like uh or just they would have so much. Mango. When they would all come ripe. Yeah, yeah. And you have five hundred mangoes and they'd like freeze them and now you have to just eat mangoes every day for like the next six months. And you can learn, no matter how delicious something is, you're forced to eat it all the time. It's too much. You will learn to hate it. Um that's interesting. See, I don't I've never been a big citrus guy. Mm. Um it's just not I think I like I like a a more substantive fruit. I like something with a crunch or a little bit more like a meteor. Like I'll always go like apple or, or pear over tangerine or, or orange. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I guess just I like the, you know, I want it to feel a little bit more like a meal or a substantive snack. And sometimes if I eat too much of a, Uh, citrus gives me heartburn oh
1: yeah so that's an apple gives me heartburn indigestion yeah the sugar and apple like apples and bananas give me like indigestion that's
0: fascinating because it's citrus and grapes give me we should get fruit baskets all the
1: time because we could
0: split it up split it up perfectly i love Uh, it i've been thinking a lot lately about like how our body tells us what we should be eating and what we should not be eating, mm-hmm. and how we'll often go really long times without listening to that. Yeah. Like, like if a fruit or a way of eating. Like for the longest time, I ate giant meals. You lived with me for a while. Oh so yeah, like you yeah. Saw I would cook humongous meals. Big meals. Six it's, six eggs every meal. Yeah, literally, and some of that, and and then like a pound of vegetables, just giant. I had, big bowl that I would fill with food. And some of that is because I'm a disgusting piggy boy and some of that, you know, whatever I, you get in the habit and like, I would constantly get indigestion, <laughs> terrible gas, <laughs> uh, acid reflux, uh, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I kept eating that way for years. <laughs> Just like, well, this is the cost of doing business.
1: <laughs> and it Why t- is eating so hard? <laughs> yeah.
0: Why does my body always feel like garbage? (laughs) It took me years and years and years to realize, like, I don't have to eat that much food at every sitting. And my body appreciates that. But it's that weird thing of, like, or, you know, maybe for some people, like, oh, when I drink too much coffee, I get a headache. Or when I don't drink enough water, Mm -hmm. you know, I get tired. Or whatever it is. And yet we, we don't, like, listen to it. Yeah, You know, we just kind of ignore that or we write it off. Like, all these weird responses our body has. Like, do you have any, like... Things like that. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, I keep eating those Big Macs, and my butt keeps throwing them out at <laughs> liquid brown water, man. I don't know what's going wrong, what I'm doing wrong. You gotta listen
0: to your butt. You gotta listen to my butt. <laughs> this is not the subject of the podcast, but like <laughs> uh, we've we've had some burgers together. Uh, Big Mac or Whopper? Where do you stand on that? That's tough.
1: Um, it's really tough because I think like I, there's something I love about a Big Mac. Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's in its own category cause it like, it's not traditional. There's no ketchup. Like it's a secret. Well, the ketchup's in the secret sauce, but like it's, it's its own weird little thing. A Whopper is a better burger. Yes. Overall. Yeah. But it's like, to me, a Big Mac is like a separate category. It's like, oh, yeah. it, it's too specialized, you know? Now, uh, uh, they're, they've redone their like quarter pounders. It's like fresh meat now with the quarter pounder. Mm. Like, when you order it, they were, throw it on the grill. You are talking about this. It's a lot better. Really? I never liked the Quarter Pounders. Now, it doesn't have, like, lettuce and stuff, which I think I'm a good burger should yeah. have. But, like, it tastes a lot better. But I always liked the Whopper, too, because it had mayo on it. And it's
0: so big. Yeah. It's huge. And, and like, yeah – a big circumference or whatever. Yeah. It's a big round burger. It gets and super sloppy though. It, it does get very wet because they put a bunch of mayo on there. And, and the lettuce, they,
1: it's not shredded. And it's like chunks of yeah. lettuce. Yeah,
0: And then tomato. And so there's, and and I think they got onion in there too. So yeah. it's a lot of, you're getting a little bit of a little pickles. side salad. Yeah. Pickles. But I like that. I like a good, a mushy, wet, yeah, yeah. moist experience in a fast food burger. How do you feel in general about, because like you also, yeah, you, you don't need a ton of fast food, but um you've been known your company has worked for jack in the box yeah so you've you've tried some of their products. oh yeah i've tried a lot of jack in the box how do you feel about fruit and vegetables at fast food
1: i feel like if done right it would be great yeah but it's usually like the bag of sliced apples yeah or like at subway the bag yeah yeah yeah, or something like that like
0: Or, or even like like uh how do you feel about you just mentioned like tomatoes and lettuce on a burger or sandwich.
1: I like tomatoes and lettuce. I'm not a big tomato guy, but I think with if it's mixed with everything, it's good.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot. You don't really like tomatoes. And is it carrots that you don't like?
1: Yes. Uh tomatoes, are you to consider tomatoes a fruit or tomatoes a vegetable? are totally a fruit. Okay, yeah. there you go. Uh I don't like a fret, like a, if a sliced tomato on its own. I am not crazy about it. But like if you put it on something, like I'll, I'll eat it. Mm. You know? Carrots and stuff, yeah, I, I have like uh, beta carrot the taste of beta carotene so like carrots pumpkins yams sweet wow. potatoes anything orange that orange is yeah. kind of thing i don't really like now i've noticed though because i've i've like i was just like take carrots out of everything or like eat around them or whatever i've started eating them again kind of when they're cooked and things and like it's almost like that taste of dirt i remember as a kid is going away i think i'm starting to come around on them
0: or is that as we age, our our or dull, yeah, yeah, like, dull and die out. All those right? big men. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I burned it, it, my it's true. Butts. God, I remember when I was a kid; like beats mm. were so re- like the flavor of yeah, beats yeah. were so revolting to me. And now as an adult, like I don't seek them out, but like it's totally good. And I don't know if that's I've changed, or my just my opinions, or my exposure. Or did, what? Beats did, did
1: beats change? Did beats have they evolved? Yeah. Well, I mean, are they now, learning
0: now? Dre is putting about, so
1: they are apple apple bottom apple bottom apple billion, billion apple bottom happening. beets
0: apple bottom beets by Dre. um okay great and so uh yeah that that's fascinating cuz like i i love to think about like people that that have different um preferences or or fruits and vegetables they hate like a, a lot of people don't like mushrooms or a lot of people you know tomatoes i think is also a common one and particularly stuff like tomatoes mushrooms eggplant or a texture thing in mm. addition to a flavor thing. And some people don't like a mushy type of food, um, but your carrot thing is very interesting. Like that beta carotene, because I think for most people, that's a super mild flavor that would not necessarily be off-putting, but like, you know, maybe the chemistry of your tongue or like you have certain more taste receptacles yeah. for this kind of a flavor than other people do. And so like you become like a, that idea of like a super taster, mm-hmm. like the people that hate cilantro, like taste cilantro too strongly they're like super tasters it's like of cilantro. overwhelming, right? yeah and so it's too much uh which is this interesting idea of like your body's almost built to like maybe for you like if you're a super taster of beta carotene it's almost like you're too good at eating beta carotene yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> too good at it
1: <laughs> and i never i don't have glasses so that whole thing about like beta carotene being good for your eyesight like yeah I've avoided it and it hasn't done much well
0: I think that's largely kind of like a weird stretched myth cuz like beta carotene is an antioxidant much like like the anthocyanins in in raspberries or like all, all these, you know, different things. And like, all of them are good for your eyes. Right. You know, it's It's not like like, one thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, we're, we'll be undoing the bad science of like the 1950s where it was like, Oh, we need to sell more carrots. What do we do? Right. Uh, You know, like convincing people that they don't have to drink like three glasses of milk a day. is going to take a long time. Like, like all that, like milk's good for your bones. Like all this nonsense, junk science we've been fed uh, in the name of, uh, supporting agriculture, agriculture in the US.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um well, and, and oversimplifying anything is usually yeah. weak, right? Like the only Everyone way it's to- a
1: magic bullet, yes. you know, like what's the one thing I can eat? An well, apple a day. Well, and
0: even now we're still doing this shit with like acai berries mm-hmm. and like this whole obsession with superfoods and like there's eight superfoods and you got to eat kale and acai berries and whatever. And it's like or just eat a lot of fucking fruit and vegetables. It's not like there's only six of them that are good for you. You yeah. know, like this weird obsession with like – it's a little bit of that Tim Ferris. Uh, five hour Mm -hmm. work week thing you know
1: where it's like four hour body you know and
0: all this like life hacking crap like you gotta do these these three things and only these things and like it's like or just fucking be a decent well-rounded human being
1: have you have you heard about this thing lately I I think the new diet trend is like the weird like fasting like you don't eat between 6 p.m. and 10 a.m.
0: yeah well like that. and I have some specific thoughts on that like I remember years and years and years ago because like I've always been interested in like diet and like weight loss and stuff like that. And years ago, I read about this guy who um, he lost a ton of weight by um, going to a buffet for every meal. But his like rule for himself was at any given meal, he could either eat only carbs or only meat. Okay. Right. And with the idea being, if you were only allowed to eat one thing, you inherently won't eat that much of it right you'll get tired of potatoes or whatever or you'll get tired of roast beef and so you as opposed to if you can eat both mm-hmm. right with the general idea of the only secret to weight loss is total calorie intake. And right. really every diet is just a way of tricking you into eating less calories. There's no magic to like if you eat after 6 p.m., you, you know, the fat, or you know, the fat mm-hmm. gets stored and like if you uh you know exercise before breakfast, it, it, all all that is bullshit and it all comes down to like calories. And I think intermittent fasting is if it's effective and it probably I'm sure it works for people, mm-hmm. it is only effective in that like if you don't let yourself eat for 12 hours a day and like have to squeeze all You've your eating your into three <laughs> hours, you can't eat that many yeah, calories yeah. in three hours. Right. Like, so great. Yeah. Go for it. You can also like, you know, if you only let yourself eat cottage cheese, uh, all day long, right? right. Again, you won't eat 3000 calories worth of cottage yeah, cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think anytime, and, and this even goes, you know, there's a lot of people that think that the Atkins diet or low carb is some kind of magic thing, but it's like, it's also just like, you can't eat that many calories of fucking salami and bacon, you know, like is yeah. is even though they're calorically dense, like high calorie foods, like you'll get tired of it. And then eventually you just only eat 1800 calories and you lose weight. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine it's the same thing. And, and in that way, it's like, we'll just pick the trick that fits you best. Right. Right. If you like can easily, you're a busy person, you go to work and it's easy for you to skip lunch. Great. Go for intermittent fasting. Right. Yeah but don't think that it's changing your body chemistry because you've unlocked the trick of the caveman or something like that. I think all that's bullshit.
1: That was, um, I saw Penn and Teller Penn, the tall one. He's lost like over a hundred pounds in like the last couple of years. And he talked about it, um, as like a, what he did was kind of similar where like he ate nothing but potatoes. Yeah. Uh, the whole potato, the meat and the skin for like a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. Anytime he was hungry, he just ate a potato. And, like, he's talked about it as, like, resetting his, like, palate and, like, his addictions to, like, sugar and carbs Mm. and stuff like that. And when he got out of it, like, uh, after that reset, when he would try something, it was like, oh, I don't like this anymore. You know, like – and he's actually big against, like, adding, uh, you know, salts and fats and stuff because it's, like, it changes the taste of the food. And it's, like, if you remove those things, you'll appreciate the natural taste of food more without the overabundance of oils and fats and salts and stuff like that. And now he's still kind of like keeping a vegan thing, I think. But like, I guess whenever he wants, he can eat something and he doesn't feel bad about it. Cause it's like, and again, like you said, it's like, it's just reducing the calorie intake. And And I think
0: that that's interesting too. Cause it's like that reminder of like how incredibly like adaptive for good and worse that our body is. Oh yeah. Cause it's like you and I don't eat a ton of fast food. And and so when you do get a Whopper value meal and you eat the fries and the Whopper and a big soda and you feel like garbage <laughs> for like eight hours afterwards. And like, I often say to myself after doing that, like, God, how do people, cause there are people that eat fast food twice a day, seven days yeah, a week. Every day. Right. Yeah. How do people do that? Do they just constantly have a stomach ache? Well, it's like, Eh, no, their body is adapted mm-hmm. to that high level of salt, sugar, fat, right? And just like, and you can go in the opposite way too, of like, how do people eat fucking raw vegan for twenty years of their life, right? Like, how don't you miss cheese and and you know bacon and everything else? But it's like, ah, their body gets used to it, and to the point of their body would reject a nice slice of gouda. You know, I don't want this gouda. Yeah, it's I'm, no gouda. Diet and stuff like that is fascinating in that it's all about like tricking our minds, mm-hmm. right? Like and and that's a powerful thing.
1: Easy to trick my mind.
0: Oh, do you have a trickable mind? Oh, very maybe trickable. that's why you love Penn and Teller.
1: Oh yeah. They're all about tricking minds. I love the magic.
0: Those guys are surprisingly old now, too. They're, so old. they're in their sixties. Well, and right? ever
1: since like Penn lost all that weight. He just looks so frail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're like in their sixties, I think, for sure. Yeah. They've been doing it for a long I mean, time. It's been
0: in our lives our Whole lives, basically. Yeah, Yeah, as people in our 30s. Um, Okay. Now, uh, transitioning here, do you have any specific thoughts, experiences, feelings about apricots?
1: I feel like this is a fresh apricot. These are fresh. I feel like I've rarely had a fresh apricot. If anything, I've had mostly apricot in the form of jam or jelly. Mm -hmm. And then dried apricots.
0: Oh, dried are great. They're common. Am I dry. saying it
1: right? Apricot, apricots, I, I apricots. Don't
0: know. I I say apricots, but yours sounds right. Apricots. Your sound apricot. I, think I don't know. Be better. Um, both dried. Do you ever do like the old old school canned, uh, apricots? Oh like, no, I've had like canned peaches mm. and is an apricot
1: secretly in a fruit cup, a fruit cocktail? Are they hiding I in think there? They
0: are. They might be Am in I, there.
1: Was I think I was eating a peach and it was really an apricot? Yeah, maybe
0: because um, they're in a similar family and they kind Ooh. of have some similar. We used to get
1: that for a dessert at the house. You know what I mean? Mom would like open up a fruit cocktail, can of fruit uh, yeah. cocktail and that. Oh, the taste of like, if you eat, eat fruit out of a can with a metal fork, uh. the taste of that metal on metal is like gross, but like
0: kind yeah, of, there's something about kind it. of electric. And, and like, all the there's oh, like syrupy, mm. so syrupy. All the different fruits taste the exact same. Oh yeah, mild variations in texture. The cherries that would be in oh, there. Oh yeah, the one like, cherry you get. Yeah, Uh just like very that was like uh,
1: elementary school lunches. Yep. Yeah, that was like the little dessert fruit cup you got on the side. Yeah, all well, the way through high school probably and too. And
0: even in, if you packed your lunch, there's usually a fruit yeah. cup gets Mom thrown in, that there in there. And, and like, hey, now you're eating fruit. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know that I've had many fresh apricots they're in season right now we're uh, talking in the beginning of july uh and i got two they had two different kinds i got these from an albertson's kind of like your standard um orange looking regular apricots and then they had some things called black velvet apricots black velvet in little little boy's smile. smile Yeah, these are these are I forgot, based on that classic oh, rock okay. song. Okay, great.
1: Some geneticist, some fucking Easy contemporary rock uh, geneticists making those black velvet
0: apricots. They were were right next to um, Sister Christian grapes (laughs) and (laughs) Stairway to Heaven uh, plums. Uh, But so these are—I looked them up after I got them, and they—they—they look like black velvet. Of course, like all apricots have like kind of a velvety, you know, mildly furry Mm -hmm. skin. But they are smaller than the regular apricots. They're very dark, and I looked them up. They're a crossbreed between a plum and an apricot. Oh, okay. Which...
1: Isn't that like a... Pluot? Pluot, I was going to ask about.
0: There's also apriums. There's lots of crossbred plum and apricots. But I guess these are... So these are from a specific um, farm here in California called Kinsberg Farm um, that has like a patent on... Oh, patent pending? Or are they fully patented? Fully fully patented, dog. Uh, On on these kind of... um, uh, what was I saying? Apricots. Uh, yeah, the Kings Kinsberg Farm, and um, uh, I guess they have a bunch of different kinds of. They have like a red velvet apricot and okay. black and black velvet, and all these different velvets. That's kind of their deal. But um, so we're gonna try it. It's supposed to have like because plums are not good. I don't know. I don't mean to. Whoa, whoa! Raw plums are weak. I like um. Plum. And I, well, I like them too, but I feel like of all the fruits, they can be the, some of the most hit or miss. They're the least flavorful. They're not, they can be bad. And then like you bite into one and it's hard and sour and then the next one is nice, ripe and sweet okay, and I you don't you. know the difference. You. So I think a lot of the crossbreeding and apricots on the other end tend to be pretty good, but they're so soft and they're hard they're to get beat up. Yeah. And so I think that's the, what drives a lot of that crossbreeding is trying to get kind of the best of both worlds. So we're going to try both of these. Um, We're going to report back on our feelings, our thoughts, our likes and dislikes. Um, All right. Uh, Apricot break. I'm back in the middle of the episode with some more facts and fun about apricots. Um, they have about 50 calories per 100 gram serving, and that's the fresh ones. Uh, the dried ones are a little bit more calorically dense. And you know what? Apricots are high in vitamin A, which is fitting because their name starts with A. I like that. It's maybe a good uh, mnemonic device to remember them. As I mentioned before, they're droops like their relatives, peaches, nectarines, and plums. Um, and droops are fun because they can be hybridized. Yes. You can take a plum and an apricot and make all kinds of things when those things get mashed together. So when it's 75% plum and 25% apricot, it becomes a pluot. You've probably seen those in stores. They look like plums. They're delicious. When you make them 50-50 plum and apricot, it becomes a plum cot. Haven't seen as many of those, but I've had a few and they're good. And then when it's 75% apricot and 25% plum, it's an aprium, which sounds like something that like a rich person would have in their house. It's like very sun-dappled and like, uh, there's some nice chaise lounges in it. And it also sounds tasty. I've seen these before. They look like a smaller kind of a pretty little apricot. And I think technically the black velvet apricots that we're eating from uh, Kingsburg, I think are plu or are more of the plum I don't know. They call them apricots, but they're definitely some kind of hybrid. A couple things uh, in, in botany, the presence of fine hairs on peaches or apricots is referred to as pubescent as opposed to when something is smooth. It is glabrous, like on nectarines and plums. And now is it lost on me that a fruit that is considered in the droop family can also be pubescent? No, it is not lost on me. Okay, great. Well, me in the past and Brandon in the past have probably sampled those delicious apricots and are ready to chat about them. Let's cut back to the episode. I think uh, peaches and nectarines are a little bit easier to transport, okay. and they're bigger, yeah. you know. So, like, and, and you could see yourself throwing a peach into a, a picnic basket. Whereas it, might, it might be tougher with a, a tiny. You have delicate, to bring four or five apricots, yeah, and, all and, smushed and they up. are. They do have, and I will say it's it's their bug and their feature, like that that nice soft. Almost human like skin. Uh oh. It's very, it's it's mammalian almost in that it has these like tiny, you know, this almost like this peach fuzz, uh, so to speak, which is nice. Like, I, I really like that, but it is, it's so soft and delicate. Like, I was even scared. Like, I really babied them to get them into my basket and then onto the checkout thing and then a lot of home. pressure you know and like try not to beat them up at all because they do seem like oh man it doesn't take much to really squish these hmm. and ruin them
1: so maybe uh the apricot industry needs to think about how they're displaying these in store yeah you know maybe making some almost like an egg carton of apricots yeah. oh that would be nice sometimes you'll see you could them buy in, a premium apricot kit yeah. guaranteed Perfect ripeness. I
0: like that. Trader Joe's sometimes does them in like a plastic clamshell. Oh, okay. You know, where you get like eight or nine of them. And they're not which, getting as... His- yeah, which is better, but I have a couple of problems with that. A, I don't always want nine.
1: Right. Sometimes Ooh, I yeah. want like three. And you can't see the ones in the middle, right? That's
0: right. And you don't get to... I guess you technically can. You can pop them open and like... I want to individually pick.
1: You want to handle them because they feel like human flesh.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, technically they feel kind of like testicles. Okay, here we- <laughs> You're about the right size technically i wish that was only how hairy my testicles were
1: part three is is this an apricot or, or a testicle yeah, taste it's, test
0: it's the blindfolded part of the podcast Taste, <laughs> <laughs> um mouthfeel <laughs> feels great for me i don't know about in your mouth <laughs> um yeah so that's well that's great to hear that you, you you've you maybe uh yeah sunnied up on apricots so is like you might consider eating them and i will say i've always enjoyed apricots both dried and like as a jam or, yeah or, or like a processed product yeah it's like a, a, a dried apricot flavor.
1: on my my fruit uh fruit and cheese plate my charcuterie oh, or when yeah. you're tasting wine and yeah. cheese and you have a little apricot there uh Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it really – eating it reminded me of, like, having a persimmon, which I think I hadn't had, like, ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I ate, like, a persimmon. It's like, oh, these are great. Yeah. But they're not, like, super great, you know. So you see why it didn't – take
0: off yeah they have some well especially those the two kind of persimmons the one that's like the apple and mm-hmm. the one that's like the real soft one and right. that real soft one can be a challenge because if you eat that it early it'll ruin your life <laughs> um but yeah I, and i will say one thing i appreciated about the apricots i don't know that i'd noticed before so if you cut them in half kind of along that mm-hmm. that uh equator line on them pop them open that pit comes out so yeah, easy. Yeah, I did notice that too. You pop that straight out and it's like, oh, this Nothing's is a nice. Nothing sticking to it. it yeah, right yeah very easy to eat.
1: Unlike the black velvet one. Yes, which the pit was which in there.
0: You're absolutely right. Those black velvet ones are basically like a plum or a pluot yeah. with the skin of an
1: apricot. They're much more plum
0: like. Really than the only apricot-like. thing that's apricot like is the skin. Yeah. Which is fine. That's cool, I guess. I mean, it seems mostly and they're tasty. I wouldn't say tastier than like a pluot. That I've had, but because
1: they're so small too,
0: they're very small. And I mean, it seems like it's kind of a gimmick. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, I like a gimmick. gimmick. I like a gimmick. Yeah, I'm cool with gimmick.
1: You gotta reinvent the apricot, you know. Yeah.
0: Hey, got me something flashy.
1: Yeah, you fell for that gimmick. When I
0: bought them in the grocery store, the checkout guy, who I think is like a manager, you know, he was like wearing like Mm -hmm. a nicer shirt than most checkout guys. He was like, he comment, "I got one of those. I got like, oh, never seen these before. Did he work there? Yeah. Was he a ghost? He might have been a ghost. You know, he
1: might have been just a regular checking guy, but he was dressing for the job he wants. You oh, know, that's He's true. He's dressing like a manager. Like, you, that's the first thing you notice. Dress nicer than the other ones.
0: I've thought about that. Yeah, I've thought about because I'm currently unemployed, and I'm like, in my next job, I'm going to dress nicer than I need to.
1: Here's a here's a fun tip. Yeah. Uh, put on a floral shirt. Go to Trader Joe's. People ask you lots of questions oh, like yeah. you work there.
0: You can like, um, you know what? I don't know where the peanut butter is, but I'll walk around the aisles with you or say fun things <laughs> like, "Don't get the." The ground beef. Don't get the ground beef. It is not beef. Teddy got a hold of it. It's ground Steve. <laughs> Teddy got a hold of Steve. Then he got a hold of the ground beef. Ma'am you ever notice
1: how these apricots feel like? <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I love when someone like goes into Walgreens. You see him checking out and like he's got one too many items to be yeah. carrying in the sand. But they when they go, like, Would you like to buy a bag? It's ten cents. Ten cents. For the bag. But just, I think the word buy, people have this like indignant yeah. nature. And you see some ass, like they'll carry their stuff. No, I got it. It's yep. like, just buy the
0: Yes, bag. He's probably got 65 bucks with yeah. the shampoos and He's shaving. He's like, no, I'll carry it. <laughs> I'm not paying for a bag. And then you freak out about the 10 Ugh. cents. Like you're paying, you're probably paying $9 in sales tax. Yeah, yeah. And you freak out about 10 cents. Well, that always makes me think back to, you remember John Feisman? Yeah. So Brandon and I both started doing stand-up and improv a million years ago in Florida. And one of the guys we did stand-up with was this very funny guy. His name was John Feisman. And he had a joke. I don't think the joke ever worked. Like I don't think it ever got any laughs, <laughs> but it, it always resonated with me. Of like, he's like, I'll go out to a club and I'll buy a round of drinks, you know, I'll buy a girl of like a $14 cocktail, and you know, I get my tab back and it's 80 bucks. And then he's like and I don't think one thing about it. And the next day I go to the vending machine and it's like Nutter Butters, they raise the price to 85 cents. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how like petty we can yeah. be about oh, some yeah. costs, but then, you know, every time we fill up our gas tank, it's 50 yeah, yeah. bucks and we don't give a shit, but like, uh, yeah, you freak out when they raise the price of a Nutter Butter 10 cents. Um, Yeah. I, I feel that way about those free bags. You
1: got a podcast about tasting nutter butters? So I'll sign Ooh. up for that one.
0: Well, I, I keep saying, like, at some point, I'm going to run out of fruits. Mm-hmm. And so I'm either going to have to circle back through fruits, which is fine. I can do that. <laughs> or, like, you know, we got to branch out. It's going to yeah. have to be like, oh, the fruit-flavored candy or yeah. the, the smoothies or the juices. I mean, it's endless, right? You should
1: do cereal and call it cereal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but with a C.
1: But with a C. That's gotta E an ereal. E A. There's
0: gotta be every bad sketch comedy group in the world has already done it's that. It's gotta bad, already I'm exist, sure, but, right? Yeah, but I mean if you really commit to it
1: and there's do probably like, already a cereal tasting podcast, isn't be. it? I bet Kensington Farms patented it or whatever yeah. their name was. Kingswell? What was their <laughs> I name? Think
0: you, I think I think I think that was right. Kippenberg. Um oh here it's I got I have the
1: Kaepernick Farms. <laughs>
0: oh, never kneel. That farm or that farm always kneels, yeah. I should say. Uh I don't know. I can only see that yeah. they are trademarked. Um, but I think it was Kensington. Um okay, so and finally, fuck Mary Kill. Black velvet. Okay. Apricots, regular apricots, carrots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I mean, I'll just kill carrots. Sure. Because they're the lowest easy on totem pole, yeah. Easy. Um, you um, know. I'll, I'll fuck a black velvet. You know oh. what I mean? But I'm, I'm going to marry those apricots.
0: Yeah. That's a day in, day out. Yeah, yeah. That's steady. You can rely yeah, on really that. that's
1: really good. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to circle around on those. You know, I think I might I might give them another try. Oh, that's I'm great. going to put them hear. back into the rotation.
0: Yeah, what would you, if you had to describe the personality of an apricot, if you had to humanize it, oh, personify okay. it. I,
1: I think it's like a very clean cut person. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, small. On the small side.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, and like very just generic looking. A bright personality, mm. uh, and you know, a, a taut body.
0: Ooh, a taut body. Yeah, yeah, been working out.
1: Been working out. Been, been, been working little, out. Do a little P90 You don't. Nice. You you know they don't stand out in the crowd, but uh, you're happy to have them around.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I would say like a little special, like. Oh, that's a haircut I don't see that often, yeah, yeah, or like that guy's got is that a Louisiana accent? you know what I mean? They're like a little <laughs> unique, you don't run into that person right. every day, but not not wild and like totally like dependable, interesting, like mm-hmm. man, you know what? I only see Jerry once a month, but every time I talk to him, it's great. it's always a great conversation with Jerry, uh yeah, that's how i would I would say apricots are, and black velvet are just they're like much weirder, rarer. Maybe like a little too much. That's like, okay, those glasses are a little silly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Those aren't helping you read. Those are just some weirdo glasses. You don't need the glasses. No. Those are fashion glasses and you're trying to pretend, Um, which there's nothing wrong with fashion glasses. Don't write me. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Brandon Barrick. Anything you want to plug? Uh, Nope. Okay. I mean, I'll be plugging all the 10,000 things we do together. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're plugging, whatever you're plugging, I'll be a part of it. It applies to both of us. All right. Thank you. I want to thank Brandon so much for being on the podcast. He's a, a genius comedian, super funny. You can catch him performing in a variety of shows uh, with with me and a bunch of other brilliant people in a group called Heyday. Um, that does improv shows at the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, California, and at the Second City Hollywood Theater in Hollywood, California, and in the other places, anywhere that'll have us, including in a upcoming uh, show in San Diego in August. Um, He also does a great show that I'm also part of called um, the Friday 40 that has a show coming up at the dynasty typewriter theater in Los Angeles. Beautiful theater. Um, Thank you, Brandon. Uh, And of course I've got to deliver on that hot, juicy uh, Trader Joe's inside knowledge. Now this comes from an article in business insider that I think sourced mostly a Trader Joe's wiki article. So this isn't a hidden Information. I'm not using a primary source here, but it's interesting nonetheless. Brandon and I speculated as to why they ring the bell at Trader Joe's. Well, it turns out the bells are a type of internal Morse code for the employees because they don't have a PA system there. That makes sense. It's how the team communicates. And of course, since it's a tiki themed grocery store, they took the idea of using nautical bells to communicate from old maritime traders like Trader Joe himself. And one ring tells employees to open another register. Two rings means there's a question from either a cashier or a customer. And three bells signals a manager to come over. Four bells, four rings, means all hands on deck and is used when the store is particularly crowded, which seems like almost every time I go to Trader Joe's. Um... And when they hear four bells, anyone available on the sales floor has to come to a register, which is real fun if you ever get like a guy who clearly just came out of like the dairy uh, room or like was stocking cans and he's still got like knee pads on and he 's got to check out your organic basil or whatever it 's a blast. I love Trader Joe 's thank you, Trader Joes for all the joy you 've brought me in my life and a follow up from the episode of course, there are at least this took me ten seconds of research three podcasts named Serial with a C and they all use basically the Serial with an S logo that they've changed to be a C instead of an S they all started at about the same time in the first season of Serial when it was a pop culture phenomenon uh, only one of the three this is kind of sad only one of the three actually reviews Serial, and it looks like uh, that person stopped after three episodes one of which was Kashi Golene. Which, oh God, aim higher, dude. You know what I mean? Didn't even get a Fruity Pebbles or a Captain Crunch in before he died off. Well, somebody get on that. The, the ball's in your court, America. Uh, there's still room for a Cereal with a C review podcast. This boy's got his plate full. And that plate? full of fruit thank you again for listening uh to this episode of the fruitful podcast send me an email if you got feedback or ideas or or something i should be working on uh fruitful podcast at gmail dot com like the page on facebook fruitful podcast i've been posting pictures of guests uh, links to fun articles and uh all kinds of good stuff on the facebook page so you should definitely um like that so you'll get updates and I'd really appreciate if you'd write a review on iTunes I'm at that sad state right now where there's not enough reviews for it to give like an accurate star rating oh I haven't even been reviewed enough to have a review oh so you know what assuage my ego leave a little review it'll only take you uh 45 seconds tappity-tap it out on your phone or your laptop or your tablet mom uh and Uh, go and just have a wonderful, fruitful, uh, fruit-filled week. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye.